I believe there'll be no charge on this too for uh, a beer, thank you. Excuse me? Okay. We found this mouse in a bottle of Elsinore beer that we bought at your beer store, eh? And we heard, like, when that happens, that uh, you get your beer free. It's in the Canadian Criminal Code, eh? Hi there, and welcome to Baseball by Design. I am SportsLogos.net minor league baseball correspondent Paul Caputo, broadcasting live, as always, from the Sunday Helmet Hall of Fame in my basement in Fort Collins, Colorado. Today, we are going to be talking about the Lake Elsinore Storm, who play in Lake Elsinore, California. Later on in this episode, I'll be speaking with Kim Cousins of the Lake Elsinore Valley Chamber of Commerce about the extreme sports culture in Lake Elsinore. And of course, Dan Simon will be here with one of his Studio Simon Stumpers. Before we get started, just a very quick note to say thank you so much to everyone who has taken the time to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. One, I really super appreciate it. It's very kind of you to do that. And two, it helps us get the podcast out there and helps us with our rankings. Okay, enough of that. On with the show. I am so pleased to be joined by Kaz Egan, who is the Director of Promotions and Fan Engagement with the Lake Elsinore Storm out in Southern California. Kaz, how are you doing? I am doing so well. Thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to finally getting on this with you. You are. I mentioned you were the Director of uh, Fan Engagement and Promotions, but also the On-Field MC, which is always, I always love talking to On-Field MCs because you guys have a, a, a very specific energy. Can you tell me, in a place that does not get a lot of rain, how come the Lake Elsinore Storm are called the Lake Elsinore Storm? You know, that is a very good question. I think it all goes behind the eyes of the storm, and that's mm. where the logo came from. But back in 94, when storm originated, we didn't even have the eyes. So as far as storm goes, you know, I started in 2019, and I've only been rained out of three games, and hopefully no more, knock on wood. Do you uh do you guys own a tarp? <laughs> you know we do, but uh there there are so many holes in it from just being sun rotted that we we don't even use it to be honest. <laughs> Can you tell me about like that this this brand and these these iconic eyes that everyone loves so much and you know what that means to this team and this community? You know, it's true these eyes have almost become bigger than the team. I we see rappers out in other countries wearing our baseball hat and they might not even know who the Lake Elsinore storm are, but these eyes have traveled everywhere. But back in 94, when the Lake Elsinore storm started, the eyes weren't even in the logo. We just had that, that L E with the lightning bolt splitting down the middle and a little halo, because back then we were part of the angels organization. And then over in 2001, when we had new ownership, we became part of the Padres organization. That's when we got this this angry cloud look back in the 90s. And then uh, in the early 2000s, that's when we started getting the the real eyes. We just uh, zeroed in on that. We had that sort of cryptic storm riding, how uh, you know everybody was doing that in the early 2000s. <laughs> and and uh, just recently, that's right, we were uh, unveiling a new a new secondary logo, I would say. Of course, the eyes are always here to stay. That is a uh, that is our bread and butter right there. But uh, we wanted to make the storm riding just updated, more family friendly. Uh, took a lot of inspiration from Disneyland, Knott's Berry Farm, all Southern California staples, and uh, we just kind of went with that. But yes, we're we're here with the eyes. We smoothed them out a little bit, and uh, those aren't going anywhere. 
when I wrote about this logo for sportslogos.net uh, back in the day, the you know the story that that we told there was that this community is into sort of like extreme sports and there's kind of a there's kind of an intense culture there and the you know the the sort of wacky cartoony kid friendly sports identities were not really appropriate for for this place so you still have this this very serious brand these sort of menacing eyes and it's not, you know, you you haven't, I think maybe people were concerned when they saw that that there was an update coming that you were going to go, you know, more cartoony, kid-friendly, character-based, that sort of thing. And uh, and instead, like you say, that the eyes were not going anywhere. But can you tell me sort of like how this brand relates to the community in that way and like this sort of extreme sports culture that's there? Exactly. Yeah. Part of the, the city's mis- mission is dream extreme. We are the, the the extreme sports capital of the world, including Lake Elsinore, Murrieta, uh, especially Temecula. You know, there's a there's a huge fighting community here, a huge motorsport community here, and uh, uh, we have that giant lake where everybody's wakeboarding. Uh, we have skydiving right down the road from the stadium. Everybody's coming from all over the world to skydive in Lake Elsinore. It's a it's a beautiful area where you get to, when you're coming down, I, I mean, I've never done it because I am way too scared, but you're coming <laughs> down, you're looking at the mountains, you're looking at the beautiful lake. It's just uh, the perfect area for extreme sports, and it's just kind of uh, built off that. So as far as a team goes, we play off that all the time as far as uh, promotions as well. Uh, we always go extreme, and the the mean, angry eyes just kind of play into that. Absolutely. How has this um, this revised type been received since you unveiled it? We we were a little nervous at first, yeah. but everybody seems to really love it because the last the previous type of storm was just a little hard to read almost, mm-hmm. and it was uh, almost like a little graffiti esque. But this one, uh, much more friendly, much more um, engaging as well. Uh, we haven't even really promoted that much that we have a whole lot of merch on sale with it yet, but it has just been flying off the shelves. We were going to start pushing it really hard in uh, uh, the beginning of 2024, but man, these fans are loving it. You know, you mentioned that the team had, you know, that has this brand that has extended beyond the baseball team. Uh, I know that, you know, there's a lot of little league teams out there that use it, but not only that, like it's become sort of its own sort of, fashion thing and when i covered this uh, for sports logos back in the day uh, the team had like a like a fashion line that was separate from the baseball team does that still exist we do not have that anymore okay. people are just uh they i think they just find it online but yeah like i was saying earlier it's just a uh, gone past baseball it's it's really big into the music community into uh I, I guess a lot of people are wearing it in the fashion world as well but we see people all the time in sports that I mean, aren't even related to baseball in any way. But yeah, like you were saying, Little Leagues uh, in different states are using our Eyes logo and still calling themselves Storm. So it's it's really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there a mark that you find is is the most popular? Is it like just the Eyes or do people like the full logo with the with the text? Which one Which one do you see the most uh, on fans there? By far, it's just the Eyes. We have the smoothed out Eyes that we... Uh, we had a lot of corners in the eyes a couple of years ago, but we smoothed out those edges. And that is by far what we see the most walking around the streets in different states. We were just in uh, Georgia to visit the Savannah Bananas, mm. uh, I'd say early, yeah, late last year. 
And uh, by the way, they were a blast. But we just happened to see somebody in Savannah, Georgia, wearing a storm hat. And so I, of course, went up to talk to them. They did not even know who the Lake Elsinore Storm were, but they mm. just loved the hat. <laughs> so I'm curious. You're an on-field MC. You were seeing the Savannah Bananas. Matt Grafer, the young professor, is a friend of the podcast. Uh, I'd, I'd be curious to know, like, did you and Matt get together and, and just talk about like being on field MCs and and then compare notes and 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 uh, share professional experiences? Oh, man, Matt is the man. I was literally just looking at his Instagram probably an hour ago. He's he's in Nassau or on some sort of cruise or something. Very <laughs> jealous of him. Uh, when I went to go see the Savannah Bananas, that was one of the times he wasn't there. I was so bummed. Uh. But we've been we've been messaging each other for couple of years now he's just the coolest dude and we trade stories all the time he's he's a great guy yeah he's uh he, like i said he's a friend of the podcast i got to see the bananas last year so that was uh that was particularly fun do you guys participate in any of the um you know like the copa or the marvel program are there or do you have any other alternate identities you know we can look for in 2024 yeah we participate in both uh for the copa we are the the Cadejos, which is kind of like a, a mythical creature, uh, it kind of went along with our theme as the storm, as a kind of a, a dark, edgy type character. And then as far as Marvel, we're part of that as well. We are Marvel defenders of the diamond, uh, just the Lake Elsinore storm, but we have an awesome logo. And, uh, you know, we were just talking as a team. Um, we have another... I, I won't say too much because I haven't cleared it with my boss or the GM, <laughs> but probably in 2025, we have another alternate uh, character logo identity coming out. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. That's it's, it fits with our theme as far as the lake goes, where we are. And uh, it's going to be really cool. I think it'll be well-received. All right. So it, it, the fact of being an inland lake in, in California is, is part of the identity I know you can't say that much, but is that going to factor into uh, what we're going to see with this this alternate brand? Uh, yeah, I think you're right on you're on the right track there, and uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It all plays into our into our edgy, extreme the way the way we are as a brand. How important is it to to you and this team? You know, this relationship that you've had with the Padres since 2001. You know, more than two decades now with the same parent club. You know, those relationships are always changing. Those affiliations are always changing. How important is the Padres affiliation to this brand? The Padres are seriously the best organization I, I could ever imagine working with. They are the best parent team that uh, we we are in contact nonstop with them. They're very responsive to all of us here down in Lake Elsinore. Plus, we're the closest minor league team in the Padres organization to mm -hmm. the San Diego Padres. So they're sending players down to us all the time, which selfishly, as a baseball fan, I love <laughs> to see. <laughs> we did not get Tatis last year, which I was a little bummed about. He went straight to Texas. But yeah, we're getting awesome players all the time. And uh, we go to their games. They come to our games. It's a blast. So as on-field MC, I mean, you have a special perspective here. Are there storm-themed on-field activities that that you do? Are there do you do you brand your your on-field activities with storm-related items? You know, luckily, maybe not storm-related, but since we are in Southern California, it gets hot here yeah. during the summer. So we have a lot of water-themed games and water-themed promotions, so we could play off that nonstop. The fans love it. Sometimes we just get our grounds crew to 
grab a hose in between innings and just spray the crowd over on our big thunders mountain right over there and it's it's just a blast so we get to play with a lot of water what's your what's your favorite on-field activity oh man this is a this is a tough one uh so uh-huh. we we created a new game probably two years ago my name is kaz and we just started going with it you got kaz where it's on the spot in the moment i'm asking random random fans random questions for their chance to win a random prize we have somebody that just fills a bag full of the most random prizes that you could ever imagine sometimes it's a piece of gum sometimes it's a jersey you never know what you're going to get and uh, i never plan out what i'm going to ask these fans but it's just on the spot trivia it's kind of similar to billy on the street if you've ever seen that and it's it's a lot of fun because not a lot of planning goes into it, but it always turns out hilarious. That's awesome. I want to I want to get back to this um, Marvel identity of yours. I'm looking at it online right now. It's kind of badass, right? Like this uh, oh, this yeah. character is 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 uh, is pretty cool. What can you tell me about this this character in terms of you know like a name or is it based on any of the existing Marvel characters? Like where where does this guy in the red hood come from? You know, we're still uh, determining a name because this la- this previous season was the first year that we used it as long as well as uh, most of the MILB teams using their Marvel logos. We're still trying to pick a name. We're thinking that we might let some of the fans pick a name. Maybe we'll mm. uh, pull a little Savannah Bananas since they had their fans in the area choose their name. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, we've had uh, Mark Beskid, who's been with the Lake Elsinore Storm since 2001. He's still with the team. He's uh, He designed uh, the the storm type both times i believe and uh, he's the one that really picked out the eyes so he's just been a great guy he also designed our marvel defender of the diamonds logo hmm. and uh yeah he's just he's he's an awesome dude well kaz this is such a cool brand and, and i've really enjoyed getting to talk to you about it uh, this was the uh the lake elsinore storm back in 2014 the lake elsinore storm were the first stop on like the baseball palooza prequel. It was just my buddy Jeremy and me. It was only the two of us. Now we've got like 10 people who do it every year. But uh back in 2014, Jeremy and I were there and uh this was the first ever stop on a uh baseball palooza trip. So uh it holds a special place in my heart. I still have my Lake Elsinore Storm t-shirt that I bought at that trip. So this is uh you know it's it's special to me and I know it's special to minor league baseball because it's a classic identity. So I really do appreciate you taking a minute to come on and, and chat with me about it. Oh yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me. Now I have to put you on the spot. I have to yeah. ask you a tough question since you visited all these minor league ballparks. Mm. I don't want you to make any enemies here, but do you have a top three as far as stadiums go? You know, I this this question is always so so hard because there's you know there's different reasons to like different ballparks and i know i'm going to answer this question and then as soon as i do i'm going to be like ah i forgot about such and such <laughs> love the durham bulls oh yeah classic. Uh, just a classic baseball experience obviously their their new ballpark is really great the portland sea dogs another just like classic minor league baseball experience and I would have to say, oh God, there's so many, so many good ones. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go outside of affiliated minor league baseball and say the Missoula Paddleheads had an amazing oh. uh ballpark experience. So I know that I'm forget like these are just three that like popped into my head. I, you know, yep. I don't I, every time someone asks me my favorite baseball logo or my favorite ballpark, like the answer changes from from moment to moment. But those are three like just sort of really awesome baseball experiences that I can recall. 
I will say too, I really did enjoy going to a game in Lake Elsinore is a, is a beautiful spot for a ball game. And, uh, you know, the, the surrounding setting is, is, uh, just a really distinctive part of the country. And I think it's something that everyone should go see. Oh, it's a blast, man. You haven't been since 2014, you said? No. Uh, well, so I, 2014 was the first time. And then I was there in 2021 as well, like right after COVID actually. So yeah, so I've been twice and uh, got a t-shirt both times. (laughs) <laughs> nice, nice. Well, we've made even more updates to the stadium since then, so we got to get you back out. I'll, we'll have you throw out the first pitch. We'll make it real special. Holy smokes! You're you're really uh, you're really putting the icing on the on the cake there with that uh, that that offer. I appreciate that. I'll tell you the other thing I would love to see, and maybe mm-hmm. you can tell me if they've had this since 2021. That amazing logo on an ice cream helmet. I would love to see the Storm <laughs> sell ice cream helmets with that logo on it. I am trying so hard to convince my general manager of that. Not yet, but we're getting closer. We're getting closer. <laughs> so maybe uh, maybe 2024, 2025, who knows? Well, the first pitch is very enticing. I will find a way to get back there because I love that part of the country. Kaz, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and, and look forward to seeing you out on the field for a first pitch in Lake Elsinore. You got it. Thank you so much, Paul. Had a great time. All right, Kaz, take care. All right, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so pleased to be joined by Kim Cousins, who is the president and CEO of the Lake Elsinore Valley Chamber of Commerce. Kim, hello. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How about you? I am doing really well. Really happy to be talking to you about Lake Elsinore. It's a beautiful part of the country, uh, the uh, inland Southern California, beautiful part of the country. And you know, you get to, to work with the Chamber of Commerce for 20 years. We were just discussing in the pre-interview. You've been there for 20 years I'm curious to know, in Lake Elsinore, it's not exactly known for storms. Uh, why is it, do you think that you have a team there called the Storm? You know, I, I think it was a, a great ploy by them because one of the things, because of our dream extreme characteristic, that when we do get storms, they can be more on the severe side. Again, we got to couch that with Southern California sphere, <laughs> not Midwest or our East Coast severe. And the fact that we do have prevailing winds that come up over the Ortega Mountains uh, from the coast, and those produce a lot of thermals, and that's why we have, you know, skydiving and we have uh, paragliding, para, you know, parasailing that goes on in this valley because of those thermals. Uh, you you mentioned the the slogan "Dream Extreme." What is Dream Extreme? Well, Dream Extreme is, you know, oddly enough, I was the the chairperson for the uh, organization that put the new logo and also that tagline in front of city council for adoption about 18 years ago. And it really was a, a play on words, not only because of our extreme sports, but it was also just to dream extreme. What could you do in this valley? And because we are actively involved, there's pretty much something to do for everybody. That is the the reason I wanted to have you on is just to talk about that the team will tell you that the the nickname is found in the fact that they have this extreme sports culture there. Without just taking that for granted, can you talk about that? What is what is the extreme sports culture that exists in Lake Elsinore? I think I got to start with skydive Elsinore. So uh, obviously, for people that don't understand jumping out of a perfectly good airplane, um, last year they had about eighty eight thousand jumps. So I'd like to put that in perspective. When when the storm started here, we had about 20,000 residents. <laughs> we now have 72,000 residents and growing, and we'll get well over 100,000. But at 88,000 jumps, we have, at, at any point in time, 
more people coming in externally and internationally to go to skydive Elsinore and jump out of these perfectly good airplanes. Uh, <laughs> so they are one of the oldest operating uh, skydiving businesses in North America. You know, our credentials certainly start with that. But then layer on the fact that we were, you know, sort of this Hollywood themed amusement park during the 40s and 50s. And we had, uh, you know, airplanes landing, uh, you know, biplanes landing on the lake and races and, and car races. Uh, Steve McQueen, obviously known for on any given Sunday, had a motorcycle race that we were famous for, the Lake Elsner Grand Prix. Uh, he was also a frequenter of our, our dive bar called The Wreck Across the Way. And uh, he, he entered the race as Harvey Mushman. Nice. So that was his alias. So he could, you know, <laughs> try and dissuade all the, the chasers and, and the gawkers. But uh, so we do have a Harvey Mushman race that we have in honor of Steve McQueen. That's and so when you couple that also with just the lake activities and, you know, from a laking standpoint, we're one of the few lakes in Southern California that have a high speed zone. So we actually about seven years ago capped the speed limit on that lake. And again, I will reiterate, it's a Monday through Thursday that you can go as fast as you want up to 130 miles an hour. Uh, you can't do that on holidays and weekends because we don't want you running over anybody. Yeah. But we do have a lot of powerful boats that are even uh, tested through the boat manufacturers out on that lake. So you can go zipping around the center of that lake at up to 130 miles an hour. I guess scientists figured out if you don't shut it down, you will not make the curve and you will land it somewhere on shoreline. And that's why we created a, a cap. Uh, but you have that coupled with, um, you know, the fishing activities. And then we, of course, because we're Dream Extreme, we decided to add bow fishing. So you can legally go out and bow fish in the lake. With a bow and arrow. Yeah, well, you know, now the ones are like a thousand dollars. You know, they're pretty high tech, but <laughs> that you can go over to Bass Pro Shops and pick up. Um, but you know, and then we have mountain biking, obviously, and then paragliding, parasailing, uh, to go along with it. And and it just um, made sense from our perspective that we're a very active community and dream extreme. What about the? Uh, I know that one of them also is the motocross. The, right. there's a big motocross course there. How, do, how does the motocross factor into the Dream Extreme? It is certainly one of our credentials. And we've got, you know, as development pushes some of these properties, we're, we're getting a little nervous, but it seems like a couple of developers that are on our southern end are considering relocating the motocross track as opposed to completely getting rid of it. So that that's good news for us because we don't want to lose that credential. But We've had, you know, Jerry Mc, Jeremy McGrath has, has practiced here, right? So some of the things that you see on Red Bull and some of the huge jumps, some of those practice runs were done here. So we've had a lot of youth come up through the ranks that are, are well-known within the industry that have then created industries uh, around to support motorsports in some of our, our commercial industrial buildings. So they're doing prototyping in some of these buildings to support the industry. So it's it's part of the credentials that we hope to continue into the future. So we were talking before we started the interview, and I, I, I'm compelled to bring it up here, that you can't even do flowers in a non-extreme way, that you had an event, it's pictured in your Zoom background here. Yes. Poppy Geddon, you called it. Yes, what is Poppy, Poppy Geddon? Poppy Geddon was a, a, a freak of nature with what uh, people refer to as a super bloom. 
So if you get it just the right weather conditions and a sufficiently wet weather, which we're on a cycle, you know, in Southern California with a drought of about 10 years, then all of those components come together and effectively from the valley to the very peaks, we had what was referred to as a super bloom of poppies. So uh, typically in, in our area, it's orange. And uh, so, I mean, as far as your eyes could see, you could see poppies it, to the point where astronauts were actually able to pick up the super bloom from the space station. That's how big it was. Wow. And so we had thousands of people even coming internationally uh, trying to get a glimpse of of the bloom in an area that was really never never more than uh, you know 10 or 15 people were supposed to be out on the trails. And suddenly we had thousands of people. We had to create shuttle buses from our outlet center close off the exit off the freeway, shuttle them over so that they could go up tracing through uh, the fields and take their pictures. So it was, it was pretty amazing. You commented that uh, you took a picture of the super bloom and that it went viral. Correct. And I, I was uh, interested to note that your previous viral post was actually related to a storm. I've been joking that, yes. you know, the Lake Elsinore storm are called the storm and you don't get a lot of storms there, but you had another viral post related to a storm. What was that? And back in 2017, we had snow getting. So um, that happens probably every 20 years in this valley where, you know, we can if every, you know, seven, eight years, we might get a light dusting. But this was one of those northeasters that came in and literally from the hilltops to the valley floor, we were completely white. And so I took a picture looking out from uh, an area called Country Club Heights. So it looks towards the west at the Ortega and, and the lake. And that whole thing top to bottom was completely white. And uh, that picture went viral because, you know, I mean, Southern California is <laughs> not Minnesota. So why would we be in, in that condition? And it was absolutely stunning. The picture was absolutely stunning. I can, I can only imagine the baseball team obviously is called the the Lake Elsinore Storm, and they have this sort of edgy branding, and they just updated it not too long ago. How does the the baseball team and, and its branding, its existence in Lake Elsinore fit in with the, the work that you all do promoting uh, Lake Elsinore as a, as a town? It's one of those things that you're happy and, and you're thrilled about because they, they can go viral in many of their own posts. But the fact that they're associated with the San Diego Padres it, it, we can jump on their coattails, right? So if I can grab onto, glom onto some of their social media posts and I take a ride with them, then it's just great exposure for the community. And certainly, you know, I know there's some people that like the Dodgers out there, but, you know, not this past season, but the season before when the Padres took the Dodgers out in the early round of the playoffs and everyone was stunned because the Dodgers were fantastic. The Padres really didn't have the greatest record. Uh, it really bubbled up and, and we had some international fame associated with that too. Now the storm itself, uh, that logo is so popular that it's branded internationally as well as even uh, little league teams around the country have, have used that logo for their teams. And they outsell some of the major league baseball teams in merchandise. So um, we're very pleased with having them here in town for the past 21 years you know it's been a great relationship how do you feel like that that very serious uh you know because a lot of minor league teams out there have you know these sort of fun wacky cartoon characters as as logos and i love that i mean i love all the minor league teams and and the logos 
the storm are obviously known for having a much more serious one, uh, which is highlighted by these these very serious eyes, these sort of scowling eyes, which are essentially the entire logo. How do you feel like that logo represents the the town of Lake Elsinore? I think it, I think it, it's a perfect fit because we're edgy. Um, it, we're you know not an overly serious community. We're very fun filled, uh, very dynamic, and and very uh, engaging. So, you know, that edge sort of portrays who we are, you know, that we're a great community to come and have some fun with your family. So there yeah. was when they rebranded, they they said they were going to make updates to that logo. I think everyone in minor league baseball was worried that there was going to be a change to those iconic eyes. No, and so they were <laughs> they were relieved. Did they did you have any interaction with the team on that? Like when they said they were going to rebrand, did you reach out and say like, hey, don't don't go crazy. No, no, no. We let them alone. You know, I mean, even even the people remember the instance where Ariana Grande was caught licking a donut in Lake Elsner. And, uh, you know, so my, my storm friends had a promotion and it was it was like a beanbag toss, but it was a big donut. Yeah. On the field, so you were supposed to throw. So they had some gaming going on. If you turned in your Ariana Grande merchandise, if you surrendered your shirts or CDs, you got a free ticket to the game. And uh, so their tagline was. Like Elzer Donut, like Ariana Grande. <laughs> and, you know, they're, they're just, you know, they had a Charlie Sheen night. They're just, yeah. they're just fun. I mean, it's tongue in cheek and don't take yourself too seriously. It's a game. Baseball is a game, you know, and uh, it, it's just a, a powerful organization that knows how to market. I don't want to mess with. Absolutely. All right. I'll let you out of here on, on this. You personally, what are the extreme sports you like to participate in? Have you gone skydiving? Do you do the motocross? Do you go 130 miles an hour on the lake? Uh, I'm a need for speed. So um, probably some of my dream extreme shouldn't be reported because it's probably on the freeways and streets, you know, because I'm <laughs> Mercedes but a little fast. So I probably shouldn't do that. But yeah, I have skydive, you know, tandem, obviously not solo. I'm not an expertise. I'm, I'm more on the age side of the equation so i probably could break a hip coming down uh <laughs> love to fish love to boat uh and and certainly actively within the trail systems and things so um it's just a, it's a beautiful valley with many opportunities to explore absolutely i have loved both of the occasions that i uh was able to visit there on both occasions i went to a baseball game because that's what i do uh, i did not in Lake Elsinore. I did on my 50th birthday in Colorado go skydiving. So that's my one and only experience with skydiving. And uh, yeah, it's a, exhilarating and terrifying. And I imagine with with that scene in Lake Elsinore all around you, it would be a really uh, amazing view to take in as you're yeah, plummeting well, to the earth. When you come back, we can throw you out of a perfectly good airplane with <laughs> a, a gorgeous view. Yeah, <laughs> That sounds great. Kim, where can people find the, uh, the Chamber of Commerce or, or Lake Elsinore online? So LakeElsinoreChamber.com is the best place to go. Uh, we are certainly up on the Google ranking, so you'll find us right off. And then we have the similar page for the Facebook and Instagram. Um, and that's the best place to locate us and, and dig in and find out a little bit of information. And all our contact information is on there if you need email or phone. Fantastic. Thank you so much for spending a few minutes uh, talking to me about Lake Elsinore. This, is, this has been a ton of fun. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Have a great weekend. You Thanks too. Again. All right, everyone, welcome back. It is time once again for Studio Simon Stumpers with my friend, Dan Simon, designer extraordinaire of Studio Simon in Louisville, Kentucky. 
Dan, welcome back. How are you doing? I am fantastic, Paul. Thank you. How are things uh, in in your neck of the mountains? Well, I'll tell you, we might be looking at a snowstorm coming up. And that's notable because I live in a part of the country that actually does have storms. I will say that Lake Elsinore, California, does not get a lot of precipitation. It's not a place known for storms. And so it's funny to me that they're called storm. And it's something we've been talking about in this episode, of course. But uh, yeah, I, it's 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 potentially stormy here. Windy right now, but uh, also... You know, we may we may see some snow in the not too distant future, a snowstorm, as it were. To your point about Lake Elsinore, obviously it's called Lake Elsinore because they have a lake there, right? Named Lake Elsinore. <laughs> but California is, or at least areas of California, are certainly known for going prolonged periods of time without any rain, and. Drought stricken is a, a term that has been used recently for um, California, although they then got a ton of rain and and a lot of things that dried up are back. But Lake Elsinore, they were, but in the, when would this have been? The early 1900s, uh, it was, it was a place where Hollywood elite would go to enjoy the lake there and escape, you know, the busyness of, of Hollywood. Um, however, in the, I believe sometime in the 1930s, it completely dried up. It went from being a beautiful lake to, you know, a, a, a dry lake bed. Um, and all the celebrities left because it was not, no longer a destination to, to go to and enjoy. And then there was a, a great flood and it filled back up. As a matter of fact, it flooded and destroyed, you know, houses in the downtown area. Um, so it has ebbed and flowed. Um, however, more recently, they have instituted measures to help um, regulate those ebbs and flows to keep it filled in drier times and to keep it from overflowing in wetter times. So there's a little information about Lake Elsinore uh, that you didn't know probably, and now you do, and you're, we're all the better for it. I sure did not know that. I actually went for a, a run by that lake in 2014. So almost 10 years ago, the very first stop on the very first it was actually like like the baseball palooza prequel. It was just my friend Jeremy and me, and the very first stop was Lake Elsinore, California. I flew to Los Angeles. We went to an In-N-Out Burger, and then we drove to Lake Elsinore, and that was uh, the first of four baseball games in four days, which later, like I said, became the structure for baseball palooza. Well, I have made that very same drive a number of times myself, having lived in Los Angeles for 17-plus years, and... Lake Elsinore is basically a hundred miles from Los Angeles. It's about a two hour drive if you don't hit traffic. And I was excited when the team moved to Lake Elsinore in 1994. Um, and I went to numerous games down there. Now, as we've established before, I am not privy to your interviews leading up to the Studio Simon Stumper segment unless I happen to be the guest on that particular episode. 
Um, so I do not know if you have discussed this, but in your discussions regarding the Lake Elsinore storm, did you discuss their mascot at all? No. Okay. So do you know what their mascot is? Gosh, I've been to two games there and I don't know what their mascot is. I can't conjure them. Well, their mascot is what the the very first thing you would associate with storms. Their mascot is Thunder the Big Green Dog. <laughs> That's right. I do I think I have a picture with Thunder the Big Green Dog now that you mention it. Okay. And and you you would expect that to be the mascot because right. I know when I think of storms, first thing I think of are big green big dog. green dog. <laughs> um, so, but even though that's the first thing you think of when you think of storms, in the Lake Elsinore storms inaugural season in 1994, um, and until Thunder the big green dog brought his bark to the park in 2001, the team had a different mascot hmm. inspired by the Loch Ness monster-esque cryptid that legend has it inhabits the nearby lake. Whoa. Okay. So with that in mind, our studio Simon Stumper today asks, what was the name of this mascot? Was it A, Elsie? Was it B, Hamlet? Or was it C, Stormin' Norman? <laughs> Elsie has a sort of Loch Ness feeling about it. So I don't, I, again, I don't know the answer to this. You, I, I, very, very rarely do you come to me with a question where I just know the answer based on my own actual human knowledge. Elsie sounds very like Loch Ness monster to me. What's the name of the Loch Ness monster? Isn't it like something that ends in a Y, something like that? Locky, Lassie, something? Nessie. Nessie, of course. So Elsie makes a lot of sense for that reason to me. Storm and Norman, I think, would cause brand confusion since there is already a Storm and Norman. Hamlet, there must be a reason that that is included in this list. Maybe the reason is that that's the correct answer. I don't know what that would be. It would be a great name for a pig mascot. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> so, so, so I, so I don't. I don't think Storm and Norman, it, it's kind of cute, but again, brand confusion. Hamlet, I don't get the connection. So there's probably some, um, surely there's some connection that I just don't get that I'm missing. Elsie just sounds to me like the nickname or the name of a mascot that would have been introduced in 1994 for a minor league baseball team. Elsie sounds like Nessie. You're you, maybe you're trying to throw me off there, but you know, I'm just I'm just hemming and hawing, seeing if inspiration is going to strike right now. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna take a guess and say, in in order of probability, if I had to rank these, I would go Elsie, Hamlet for reasons that I don't know, and Storm and Norman last. So your guess is Elsie. My guess is Elsie. Okay. Well, you said to me, surely there must be a reason for Hamlet. Yeah. And there is a reason, but I prefer that you not call me Shirley. <laughs> of course. Okay. <laughs> you 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 hung on to that one for a minute there. That you had that one in your back pocket for a minute. That's good. <laughs> okay. Here's the reason for Hamlet. Oh boy. Which is the correct answer. Ah, come on. 
see you you were sussing and you sussed correctly but you you couldn't come up with the reason yeah the reason the mascot was named hamlet is because lake elsinore is named after the lakeside danish village from shakespeare's hamlet and the loch ness monster as cryptid that legend has it inhabits lake elsinore is referred to by locals as both elsie and hamlet so the team could have gone with either one of those they chose hamlet and i've got a photo of my wife with hamlet what i need to do is dig it out scan it and send it to you so that you can post it on social media i would like to see that post it along with photo of you with uh thunder the big green dog i've I, that's true yeah i gotta go find that one as well I should have made the Elsinore, at least Elsinore Shakespeare connection. It's it's there in the back of my brain, thanks to of all things the movie Strange Brew, where where the guys interact with Elsinore Brewery. The movie Strange Brew is basically based on on Hamlet, right? And they Wait, got a. With Rick Moranis, yeah, Rick Moranis, and, uh, yeah, and Dave Thomas, not Wendy's Dave Thomas. It's <laughs> it's loosely based on a Shakespeare play, and they that's why the the brewery where they get the job and they almost drown in the in the vat of beer is Elsinore Brewery. And so I don't know, I I'm mad at myself for not making that connection to Hamlet now, but maybe I shouldn't be mad at myself because it would have been a long way to go from the Lake Elsinore storm to Strange Brew, to Elsinore Brewery, to Lake Elsinore, to Hamlet. I don't know. Maybe that would have been too much. Well, I think so. But <laughs> but it was there in the deep recesses of your mind, and you were able to retrieve that information. So you, you could have done it. You could yeah. have done it. Yeah. Elsinore Brewery. And now I, now I want to go rewatch Strange Brew, which is uh, one of the all-time greats. Hey, one other little fact about, uh, maybe you call this a big fact about Lake Elsinore. At 3,000 acres, it's the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California. So it's a, it's a, it's a considerable lake. And the namesake for the Los Angeles Lakers basketball team. <laughs> okay, maybe not that. <laughs> Dan, this has been a fun one. Thank you so much for bringing another great Studio Simon Stumper to Baseball by Design. Everyone go follow Dan on Instagram at studio underscore Simon. You'll see lots of Dan's great work, though maybe not always right away because you're a busy guy and you don't have time to be posting to social media all the time. Yeah, but um, I, I am going to be posting something. I, I haven't posted in a while just because of what you just said, but something just recently happened and I'm going to be posting about it. All right. Is it is it the new Studio Simon Stumper logo that you're creating for this segment? For this audio no, medium it is actually i'll tell you what it is you might guess what it is when i say this it is a um a, a, a minor league team identity i did and that team was just this week was purchased by two very notable individuals is one of those individuals one of the ghostbusters one is indeed one of the ghostbusters. 
<laughs> well, go check out Dan Simon's Instagram page to see what we're talking about. Dan, thanks very much. Have a great week. We'll see you next week for another Studio Simon Stumper. See ya.